Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Cover Zero podcast, the show where I cover the least in the best way possible. I'm your host, Jason Wells. Week 7 is here. We got some good games this week. Actually, not really. I think there's going to be a lot of blowouts. A lot of road teams are favored, which means that there should be some upsets because you can never count out home field advantage unless you're a Chargers fan, but that's beside the point. Uh... Yeah, this episode, just me. As always, we will go over the blind Thursday night football recap. Then I will dive into the rest of the Week 7 preview, followed up with my picks at the end of the episode. Um, Yeah, I guess let's get right into it with the blind Thursday night football review. Jags at Saints. Leading up to the game, it was a little worrisome whether or not Trevor Lawrence would be good to go for the start of this game with a left knee injury. C.J. Beathard is looking, could have been the starter. They called up Nathan Rourke. None of it mattered, though, because Trevor Lawrence toughed it out, still hasn't missed a game yet in his NFL career, and they put a beating on the Saints. And when I say beating, I don't mean they killed them, but I mean that they won this game pretty easily, uh, as they should. The Jags are the much better team. And as we've been saying with the Saints, the Saints are mid. There is mid that could ever mid, and they just got outclassed in this game, outcoached in this game. Uh, Jags ended up winning by six points, let's say. Trevor Lawrence did have a very good game. Uh, Calvin Ridley was a monster. Trevor Lawrence getting the ball over there to all of his weapons, Ridley, Kirk, and Ingram. Travis Etienne, decent day on the ground, but it was the defense, it was the defense, and it was Josh Allen going after Derek Carr in this banged-up Saints offensive line. He wrecked havoc, and that was just kind of the game, and that's all they could do. Uh, Jags win this. Jags win this easy. Now let's do an alternate universe where C.J. Beathard plays. Um, Close game, boring game. We were able to go to bed at half. Uh, That's really nothing. I mean, the Jags with C.J. Beathard out there playing, uh, you can tell that he is not a NFL starting quarterback. There is a reason why he is the backup. If I was Doug Peterson, I would have put in Nathan Rourke. I would have put in the Canadian kid the most outstanding player in the CFL last season. Uh, But hey, that's just me. That's one simple Canadian kid rooting for the other Canadian kid. But this was a close game, was a boring game, but in the end, the Jags still did manage to come away with the win. I am expecting a Jags win, win tonight, regardless of who is that quarterback. I just think the Jags are flat out the better team. Um, yeah, let's get into the week seven recap, starting off because I haven't done this yet and I'm finally fucking remembering, uh, the team's on by the team's on by this week, starting off with the winless Carolina Panthers. They gave over play calling duties to their offensive coordinator, Thomas Brown. So they get a week to figure it out, get him, 
in Bryce Young's head, giving out the play calls. Uh, Bengals getting much-needed rest. Uh, more recovery time for Burrow. More recovery time for Higgins. Uh, Cowboys on by. Texans on by. Jets on by. Titans on by. I don't have to say everything or a spiel about every single team because I don't really know what else there is to say. I mean, I don't even. What's there to say about the Texans at this point? Three and three going into the bye. Good for them. Jets three and three. Good for them going into the bye. Titans. Don't put Ryan Tannehill in after the bye if he is good to go. Start these young QBs. Just be done with Tannehill. Move on. Maybe trade Ryan Tannehill. Do we think? I don't know. Um, I'm now thinking like if the Falcons were like, hey, Mike Vrabel, let's, I will trade you Ryan Tannehill, or I'll trade you like a fourth round pick or a fifth round pick for Ryan Tannehill. He's a free agent at the end of the year. As much as that, like, Ryan Tannehill is much, much better than Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter flat out stinks. If you listen to Wednesday's show, you know that I don't think he's a top 40 quarterback in the league. Um, But yeah, those are the teams on by. Panthers, Bengals, Cowboys, Texans, Jets, Titans. Let's get into the Week 7 preview now. Uh, First game up, we got Browns at Colts. Browns minus 3, total set at 40.5. Um, I don't think the nasty man is, he's questionable again after being this close. And if you're listening, my fingers are really, really close together right now. Um, but yeah, he's still questionable for whatever reason. Uh, fuck him. I don't really care. Kind of happy that he's hurt, but, uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, but this is a Browns defense that is the best unit in the NFL right now, and they are going up against a Colts offense with Gardner Minshew as the starting quarterback. Uh, The Browns should roll. I think the Browns should roll even if P.J. Walker is the starter. Uh, I think the Browns defense is just too good to overcome for the Colts at this point. Like, maybe we see Jonathan Taylor get his form back that we saw last year and two years ago. But since he's come back from his four-week, I don't even know what to call it because it wasn't really injury-related, his four-week vacation, maybe, uh, hasn't really looked good. Zach Moss has been the better back of the two so far this season. But I don't see a way for the Colts to really win this game. Again, they are the home team, but Browns defense is too good. Browns Browns should win this with ease. Uh, yeah, next game up, Bills at Patriots. Bills minus 8.5, total set at 40.5. Uh, listen, the Bills need to get back on track after a very, very, very sloppy performance last week. And what a then who's a better team to play against than the crappy New England Patriots and their crappy offense and their somewhat crappy defense? The defense is fine because it's coached by Belichick, but uh, they're missing their guys that are hurt on defense. They just need NFL players, skill players on the offense. I don't give the Patriots a chance in this game. Josh Allen will get back on track. I'm expecting a big... uh, Stephon Diggs game. I think Kincaid will be back in the lineup too. 
this is a game where the Bills just need to light them up. I'm expecting this Bills defensive line to put Mac Jones in hell for 60 minutes. Uh, I think it's as simple as that. I mean, the Bills are still one of the better teams in football, the Patriots. This is a top five team in the NFL going against a bottom five team in the NFL right now. Bills will roll. Bills will roll with ease. Uh, yeah, I think that's simple as that. Uh, next game up, Raiders at Bears. Raiders minus two and a half. Total set at 37 and a half because this is looking like it is going to be an, a Tyson Bagent versus AOC. I hope it's AOC. I want the young rookie to play over Brian Hoyer, and I think that McDaniels is smart enough to do that. I don't know, but that guy's a moron. Um, the Raiders are just flat out the better team. They have, I mean, when you go and you do the head-to-head of like, oh, how many dogs does one team have? How many dogs does the other team have? Just like Josh Jacobs, Max Crosby, Devontae Adams. Stops there. Not a lot of dogs on the Raiders, but I go over to the Bears. DJ Moore. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, this is going to be a game that sucks to backup quarterbacks playing. Interested to see what Tyson Badgett can do uh, with a week of reps under his belt. Like, obviously, you're rooting for the guy coming out of Div 2 as a rookie, Shepard College, uh, but... This seems like a Max Crosby field day if I've ever seen one. Raiders should win with ease, in my opinion. Uh, Yeah. Moving on, we got an NFC East divisional battle. Commanders at Giants. Commanders minus three. Total set at 37.5. Lots and lots of low totals for this week. Uh, Total set at 37.5. Yeah, the Giants, again, the Giants just aren't very good. Uh, Their defense played well last week, or was it more that the Bills' offense was just atrocious for three quarters? Um, Daniel Jones remains limited in practice, so it is unlikely that he is starting in this game. So we get another Terod Taylor game in at QB. Uh... Again, the Commanders are just, they're the better football team. Are they a good football team? Not really. But Sam Howell has flashed. He's also looked terrible. But this, again, it should be a game where there's too many guys on this Commanders team for the Giants to overcome. Like, I mean, just on that defensive line, Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Chase Young. And this is a... Giants offensive line that has been absolutely getting killed week after week after week. Uh, I didn't mention it in Wednesday's show, even though I had it written down, but I think that's mainly because I had to redo the second half twice. Um, But former Giant, now current Giant, Justin Pugh, when they're doing like their player introductions, he goes, Justin Pugh, straight off the couch. He was straight off the couch. He has a podcast on, I don't even think it's sports related. I think it's more like economic and crypto related. But uh, yeah, Justin Pugh, straight off the couch and now starting offensive lineman for the Giants. Yeah, um, 
Not a great game, but this is a game that the Commanders should win. Again, it's a divisional matchup, so you kind of just throw everything up in the air and hope for the best. Commanders should win, but divisional matchups, always weird. They're always played closer. It's because of the rivalry, but uh, I'm definitely picking the Commanders on this one. Another divisional battle, NFC South divisional battle, this is huge. This is huge for the division because these are the games that matter. Doesn't matter if you lose and you for the other teams that they play, as long as you win your divisional matchups, you have a better shot at winning the division. Falcons at Buccaneers, Bucks minus two and a uh, two and a half, total set at thirty seven and a half. Uh yeah, this is going to be a uh, I don't know. Both both offenses have the opportunities to pop off. I mean, we know this Falcons offense with Bijan and Drake London and Kyle Pitts finally getting involved again, and then the Bucks with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. They they have guys. They have guys who can score points, who can get open. But both of these defenses have been very very strong units to start the year. Ah. Uh, no real strong leans in this game. I think if I were to, were to have to pick, I'm going to go with the Bucks. I like Baker Mayfield. I think Baker is an infinitely better quarterback than Desmond Ritter. Uh, Taylor Heineke, please get him in the game at some point, Arthur Smith. Because Desmond Ritter, it's just, he sinks your team. He sinks your team week after week. Um, he's just not good. Get anybody else in there because this Falcons offense, it should be so much better. And Desmond Ritter is ruining everybody's fun. Um, yeah, this, this is, this is a very important matchup for the division for the rest of the season. Uh, but I will go with the Bucks <coughs> in this one. Sorry about that sneeze. I did not mute my, oh my God. I did not mute my mic though this time. I won't know until I start editing this, but I am sure I did not mute my mic this time. <laughs> um, we will keep going. One of the better matchups of the day, Lions at Ravens. Ravens minus three, total set at 43 and a half. A uh, little bit of a surprise, a little bit of a surprise that the Ravens are favored by minus three, but that's just kind of because they have home field advantage. If you don't know, most sports books, they give kind of an automatic three-point swing to the home team. So this game is essentially a pick em, Uh, but it's still Ravens minus three. The Lions, I think, have one of the... They're one of the better teams in the NFL. This team has been playing, has been stopping the run very, very well. The defenses look night and day compared to last year. The offense is still humming. Jared Goff has been playing like a top-five quarterback this year. Uh, they got Jamo back, Amon Ra's back, Gibbs will be playing in this game, and with Monty out, Gibbs should be the starter. Will I still be betting a Craig Reynolds anytime touchdown? You bet your ass I will, but I need to see things from Gibbs. You picked this man at 12th overall. I think Brad Holmes, the GM, said after that they would have picked him at 6 if they stayed there, which would have been absolutely nuts, because that means they would have picked him ahead of Bijan, but... um. This is a very good game. This is a very good game. This, I don't think either team will blow out the other side. That would be, just would not expect that. Uh, 
The Ravens definitely have looked like the worst team of the two. The Ravens have still been playing very well, but have not been clicking like the Lions have been clicking so far this season. But this will be a very fun matchup. I am excited to watch this one because I will be able to watch whatever game I want on top of Red Zone because my Dolphins got Sunday night football. and We will get to that because that game is going to be electric. Um, yeah, should be, that should be a very good game. Next game up, Cardinals at Seahawks. Seahawks minus seven and a half. Total set at 44 and a half. Uh, Seahawks offense last week played absolutely terrible. Um, they were bad in the red zone. They couldn't move the ball when it mattered. Uh, hold on. Breaking news as Keegan has sent me something. Oh, it's not really important. Dalton Kincaid's Canadian? Okay, well, since I'm talking about it, let's just talk about it. He sent me a tweet. Four Bills players will wear international flag decals on their helmets in week seven and eight as part of the NFL Heritage Program. Kingsley Jonathan, Nigeria. Taylor Rapp, China. Jermaine Effetti, Nigeria. And Dalton Kincaid, Canada. Didn't know the man is Canadian. Makes me love him way, way more now as a player. Go Dalton Kincaid. Fucking kick ass against the Patriots this week. <laughs> um, Back to Cardinal Seahawks. Yeah, the Seahawks did not play well on offense last week. The defense did their job. And this is a, uh, a defensive unit for Seattle that has been trending up for the last few weeks. And I don't give the Cardinals a shot, really. The Cardinals... They're, they play hard, they're pesky, they're frisky, whatever synonyms of those words that you want to use, but they're just flat out not a good roster, not a well-constructed team, and it is year one of a rebuild with Jonathan Gannon at head coach and Monty Austin for the GM. They're seeing what they got. They're seeing what they got, and they should be very happy if this is kind of their starting point, and then they can build from there. They got two first-round picks with their pick and the Texans' pick. They'll be able to get some guys. They'll be able to get some guys. Kyler, uh, they opened up his window to return, his 21-day window. So he shall be back relatively soon. And I'm, I'm interested to see what the Cardinals look like once he is back under center um, with a fucking competent coach because Cliff Kingsbury is moron. Uh Future note for me, bet Kyler Murray MVP next season. I think he will have very, very long shot odds, but that seems like a sleeper because he was in the MVP conversation for usually the first 10 weeks of the season and then injuries and fades away. Uh, yeah, uh, seven and a half though, it's a big spread. We will see. We will see. I don't think I'll be picking anything from this game, but uh, we shall keep moving. Uh, Steelers-Rams, total set at 43.5. Rams minus 3. Uh, Steelers coming off a bye. Steelers defense, one of the best defensive units in the league. Going against this Rams passing attack uh, with Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. Matt Stafford obviously slinging the ball. 
I don't know about this one. Uh, the Rams don't have Kyron Williams in this one, who has been their starting running back. I don't think Kyron Williams is that good of a back, but is he better than Zach Evans and Ronnie Rivers? Yes, by quite a bit. Um, and I think that allows the Steelers to solely focus on Cooper Cup, and that leaves Puka wide open. But I don't know. This 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 is going to be. And this is going to be a closer game than, uh, I mean, the line's only minus three. So, I mean, Vegas thinks it's going to be a close game too. But uh, let's see if the Steelers' offense can do anything. The Rams' defense, while young and not very talented, has been playing well under defense defensive coordinator Raheem Morris. Um, so, yeah, I mean, let's see if Matt Canada switched up anything during the bye week. I sincerely doubt it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the Rams. Ah, I don't know, actually. I might pick the Steelers. TJ Watt. Like, that defense just wrecks games. And that's why they have three wins on the season. Right? The Steelers are three and three. Three and two. My bad, Steelers. And that's the thing. You look at their wins. That Ravens win was all the defense. That Raiders win was all the defense that Browns win was all the defense um defense is very very good I don't know who I'm picking in this one but you will see on my lovely graphic that I post every week also I'm very good picking money line picks I don't know what my what my total is for the year now let me try to check this quickly going into last week I had I was 41 and 41 and 20. I think now I'm 50. 50. How many teams were on by last week? I think only two. So 50 and 26. That's pretty goddamn good. Uh, obviously, you don't make a lot of money just picking money line picks, but I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Um, we will keep going. Uh, next game up. Packers at Broncos. Packers minus one. Total set at 44 and a half. This is a game where I have no idea what to expect. This Packers defense has played kind of up and down all season. This is a game where you're playing against a Broncos defense that has absolutely been gashed week in and week out, except against the Chiefs somehow. I don't know, but uh, I guess we'll see. Uh, Packers... Packers coming off a bye, too, so they are healthier. Aaron Jones healthier, too. This should be a Packers win. It just should be. Russ has been actually pretty good on offense. I think he has 11 touchdowns to four interceptions on the season. Does it really matter? No, because everything else is just brutal. And Russ, even though the stats look pretty good, he still isn't that good if we're being honest but he's playing better much 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 better than he did last year uh this is a tough game this is a tough game i might go with the broncos broncos at home the defense played well against the chiefs last week i think now that guys like randy gregory and frank clark are out they're playing younger guys younger hungrier guys who want to stake or Stake their claim in the NFL. Does that make sense? I don't know. I just say a lot of stuff sometimes. But 
They want to get their name out there. They want to get their tape out there that I am an NFL player. I belong in this league. And guys like Frank Clark and Randy Gregory, who have been around the block for a while, they don't have that same drive that some of these younger guys have uh, right now. So I don't know. This might. I'm leaning on the Broncos. I'm leaning on the Broncos. Uh, We will keep going. Big divisional matchup here. Chargers at Chiefs. Chiefs minus 5.5. Total set at 48.5. Uh, fairly high total, fairly high total, but I, this is going to just be a Chiefs defensive game where they just shut down the Chargers. I am not expecting a bounce back performance after last week, because that is just what the Chargers are. Their offense is fine. It's better than fine, I should say, but they just don't show up. They don't show up when it matters. The Chiefs are at home. They'll have the home crowd advantage. Their Chiefs defense is also one of the better defenses in football right now, which is nuts considering the defenses Mahomes has had. And if they could just get that offense going, uh, the Chiefs might be might be the best team in football if that offense gets humming like we've seen it hum in the past. That's weird. A hum... They did, they did get their burner. Mecole Hardman is back. Where is this fading? Either way, I'm sorry. Got distracted. Uh, Mecole Hardman is back. Um, they now have Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, Mecole Hardman all battling to see who can fuck up the offense most, I guess. Uh Chiefs just need someone to step up. And I've been saying it for a couple weeks now. Someone other than Travis Kelsey needs to get involved consistently on the offense. It looks like Rishi Rice. I think he's the only one who's consistently performed for them the last couple weeks. I want to see Justin Ross more involved, but I don't know how much we'll actually see of that. Um, Chargers on the other side. It was very nice waking up, listening to Pardon My Take uh, on Wednesday, on my work day, and having them come to the same realization that I have had for the last couple years where Justin Herbert, very good quarterback. He is not and never will be one of the elite guys in this league, and that is fine. It is very tough to find an elite guy having someone who is very, very good you love that. You love he's their franchise quarterback, will be their franchise quarterback until he retires, but does not have that dog in him. He has a ton of arm talent, but can't dial it in when it matters. Uh, but again, very good quarterback. He's not that guy. He's not that guy, and I'm happy that other people are realizing that. And we can have the take now where Justin Herbert, very good quarterback, not top five. In my rankings anyways, we got Pat Mahomes and we got the other elite guys with Allen and Burrow. Then we got the superstar guys. Justin Herbert is a superstar quarterback. He's just, he's not, don't put him in, don't lump him in with those other guys. He's not a top three quarterback. He is with Tua and Lamar and Jalen Hurts and Trevor Lawrence. He's in that group of quarterbacks. And I am putting Tua's closer to those other guys than the rest of them. I will say that, and we will move on to the Dolphins game. Sunday night football, Dolphins at Eagles. Eagles minus two and a half. Total set at 51 and a half. 
That's a high total, and for good reason. The Dolphins' defense has been very okay, I guess I could say. Um, however, Jalen Ramsey has, they have opened up his 21-day window to return. He will be back, I think, week 11 after our bye uh, against the Raiders, and I cannot wait to see him out on our defense. That'll be a huge addition to the defense for the playoff stretch. Um, yeah, I mean, the Eagles offense still has all the talent, still has the talent and the personnel to score as many as they want. It just hasn't been there yet. I think a lot of it has to do with the play calling. As someone who doesn't watch the All-22 and all the tape, I can't really say that for a certainty, but I can say for a certainty that their offense has not been the same despite getting an upgrade at running back. I think that Swift is definitely an upgrade at Miles Sanders uh, at running back. Uh, this is also like a weird uniform matchup. The Eagles are wearing their very nice throwback Kelly Green uniforms. But the Dolphins are deciding to wear their aqua uniform, so it's going to be like the Dolphins teal versus, or aqua, I should say, versus green. Very, very similar colors anyways, at least on like a spectrum, I guess, but I think it's just going to look weird. It's going to be a weird visual for Sunday Night Football. Uh, Dolphins offense, though... I am very interested to see how they handle this spectacular front seven of the Eagles. I can't wait to see Jalen Carter play, um, how our run game looks, how our passing attack looks. I'm expecting, I mean, Eagle secondary has been banged up, and I am expecting Tyreek and Waddle and whoever else wants to get involved because Tua loves throwing it all around, even though Tyreek is clearly the number one guy, but I mean... Tua still has almost a thousand other yards passing to other places. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be a very fun game. We obviously know who I'm going to pick in this one, but uh, this game should be fun. This game should be fun. I am excited. This is this is a big week for the Dolphins and for all the haters out there who have been, oh, you haven't played anyone, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, sorry we play the schedule and the teams ahead. I mean, we kicked the shit out of the Giants, and I saw the Bills, who were one of the better teams in football, struggle mightily last week. So, shut the fuck up. Uh, last game up, Monday Night Football. Uh, Niners at Vikings. Niners minus 6.5. Uh, total set at 43.5. After getting... I wouldn't say embarrassed, but not playing up to their standard and guys getting hurt. Um, I'm expecting a big bounce-back performance from the Niners. Uh, let me just look at a quick 49ers injury report right now. Because, yeah, like this Vikings team, we saw how they played against the Bears last week. They almost lost to a Div 2 rookie quarterback in Tyson Badgen. Uh, I say almost lost, like not really, but kind of. Like that was not good football, and the Vikings offense, who should be much, much better against the Bad Bears defense, didn't really do much. And now they're playing one of the better defenses in football. 
Niners are going to roll. Niners are going to roll. I'm not expecting the Vikings to be able to score a ton of points. Uh, and looking at the Niners injury, uh, Christian McCaffrey, one hour ago from Ian Rappaport, 49ers coach Kyle Shanahan tells reporters that running back Christian McCaffrey had an MRI that was encouraging, and he considers CMC day-to-day with his oblique injury. So it looks like CMC will play. Uh, yeah, Debo, Debo and Trent Williams, they all have a chance to suit up versus the Vikings. Uh, so yeah, Niners are going to roll. I think that this spread should probably be a little more than six and a half, if we're really being honest. Uh, I don't give the Vikings a chance in hell to win this game. Uh, that'll do it for the Week 7 preview let's get into my pick'em choices okay uh time for my pick'em choices as always if you're new we'll give you a favorite a dog an over and under and a money line dog i will start with my favorite and it's going to be niners minus six and a half the Niners are just flat out the much much better team you're giving me them not even a touchdown lead I mean we saw what this Vikings offense looked like without Justin Jefferson uh they're gonna get clamped the Bears kind of clamped them last week somehow uh Niners offense will definitely look much much better this week playing against the Vikings defense as opposed to the Browns defense last week Niners minus six and a half seems very very easy and that kind of scares me but Niners will roll after a disappointing week six. My dog, I'm taking the Lions plus three. Uh, if you can give me, to me, what who the better team is right now, the Lions, and if you can give me them with the points, I'll take it. I think this is going to be a close game, and I think it will come down to within a field goal. Maybe I'll get a push, who knows, but uh, I do think the Lions do flat out win this game, but... You give me the better team, and you give me them with a field goal uh, advantage. I will take that every day. Uh, my over, I am taking over 51.5 in the Dolphins and Eagles game. Listen, the Dolphins just score points. They're score averaging 38 points per game right now. Uh, Eagles, on the other hand, they are playing the Dolphins' defense, who lets up a decent amount of points. <coughs> I'm expecting the, this to be a high-scoring game, over 51.5. Is it a lot of points? Of course, both of these teams are very, very much capable of bull of it. I hope it's a shootout. I Actually, I don't hope it's a shootout. I want the Dolphins to just absolutely roll them, but I know the Eagles are a good team, and this will be a tough game, but I'm excited. I'm excited. Always fun to root for the over, so over 51.5 in the Dolphins-Eagles. My under under 43.5 in the Steelers-Rams game. Uh, and it just kind of comes down to Matt Canada, not a good offensive coordinator. Kenny Pickett, not a good quarterback. Rams defense playing decently well. And you can always factor in Aaron Donald to always be a massive disruptor. And then, on the other hand, Steelers defense is very, very good. They just got to concern themselves with Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, and I think that they should be able to corral those guys. And I think this will be a lower-scoring game with the Steelers coming out on top, and the Steelers will be my money line dog for the week. 
Uh, I don't know why. Just Steelers coming off a bye. I feel like... I don't know. I feel like Mike Tomlin will be in his bag. I'm expecting... I don't know. I think the Steelers are going to win. And TJ Watt will continue to solidify his defensive player of the year uh, campaign. Um, Well, I guess that'll do it for this week's episode. Hopefully a lot of good games. Hopefully coming out next Wednesday or I guess Victory Monday and then turning into Victory Wednesday for when I record or I guess I record on Tuesday. Either way, just hoping for a Dolphins win. That's all I really care about. Uh, I just hope it's a good game. I hope it's close. I don't hope it's close. I want the Dolphins to win. If the Eagles were to win, it better be a close game because then Dolphins might be on fraud watch, putting that in air quotes because they are not frauds, but... The loud people, the stupid people, they will they will be loud about the Dolphins losing, I am sure. So it won't happen, though. Dolphins going to win. Tyreek is going to make Darius Slay his son. Waddle's going to torch Bradbury. Raheem Mostert's going to run all over this Eagles front seven somehow. Um, I'm excited. Going to be a good week of games. Going to be a good week of football. And as always, if you've liked this, please like, share, retweet, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And until next time, peace.